Welcome to the Ether. Today is Saturday, January 28th, 2023. Today on the Ether, in the spotlight, hosted by Omniflix Network with Carrot Dow. Let's take a listen. All right, everybody, welcome to In the Spotlight. Uh, this is In the Spotlight with Carrot Dow. Um, we are joined by uh, Evan from Carrot Dow. Very happy to be with you. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, man. Pleasure to be here. How's the Saturday going? Uh, it's going well. Going well. Can't complain too much. A little bit cold. A little bit uh, chilly out here. You're in Cali, right? Uh, yeah, normally I'm actually on the East Coast right now on a little tour. But um, so I'm, I'm right there with you. It's uh, probably around like, you know, somewhere in the 30s out here. Yeah, same here. I'm in, uh, I'm in Jersey. What part, of, uh, what part of the U.S.? Oh, uh, nice. I'm in uh, DC right now, but uh, gonna head up to Philly for the uh, champion conference championship game tomorrow. So, um, very nice. Very nice. getting excited for that. Yeah, very nice. Um, that should be fun. That should be a fun game. I hope so. Man. I mean, it's been a fun season, so it'll be a you know either way. But uh, I'm feeling it. So uh, you know, it's, it's we don't get too confident as uh, Philadelphia fans generally. But um, <laughs> no, you boost Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, well, I, that's, you know, that's time deeper problems, I think. So, <laughs> um, yeah, um, but we are, you know, I'm feeling good talking to some of my buddies. We're feeling good. So, you know, hoping for the best. And I think they've got a good team. Like they've, they've played pretty spectacular all year. So that they have. Uh, expect, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I got nothing to say. Oh, yeah. OK, OK, yeah. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> yeah. So moving uh, on from that, um, so we've known each other what now, like uh, almost a year. Uh, we met back in, I guess it was June uh, at DecentralCon and uh, Consensus, yep. and then uh, we had the pleasure of sitting down for dinner at um, NFT NYC, yes, and sir. here we are, and here we are again, circling back the wagons, um, and we'll be working on a nice little interactive video campaign with you guys soon. Um, but can you tell everybody or introduce everybody to Carrot? Yeah, absolutely, man. So um, what Carrot is you know, working on and we've been building out with a couple different products is uh, implementing better uh, data and kind of intelligence solutions and uh, campaigning um, and marketing efforts, I would say, for uh, Web3 companies. So um, being able to provide them with better uh, insights into their users' behaviors, um, different types of things that they might not have been looking at before, finding untapped community resources uh, and allowing them to kind of build more efficiently, I'd say. And how exactly do you do that? Yeah, so we built out a uh, very, very fast querying engine. That was kind of the uh, the nexus of everything. Um, our CTO was able to kind of whip this thing up and we were just thinking, how can we uh, you know, really help use this to both help projects and also 
help users find what they're uh, looking for. So um, what that allows us to do is uh, go through, you know, the vast network of on-chain data and actually pull out uh, certain identifiers that um, bring our, you know, bring people together or uh, can be used to um, kind of track behaviors that in a way that when you're just kind of launching out a campaign, whether that be just through Twitter or some other kind of more, you know, web two or traditional tech platform, um, you're not really getting that actual on-chain insight. Um, so by being able to provide that and being able to now provide kind of lower leverage um, on-chain interactions actually through our platform, uh, we are hoping and, you know, working with companies to, we think, drive more sustainable and efficient growth. Oh, I think I lost you there for a sec, but. Oh, I apologize. I had myself muted. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. So, no, that's very, um, that's very interesting. And the yeah. idea behind it is, uh, is what for a marketer? Like, what can a marketer do with this now? Yeah, so similar to a way that you kind of have your platforms, different ways of uh, kind of ad buying in, you know, a traditional space, um, trying to build out that same type of infrastructure in the Web3 world. So what you're going to need to do is kind of uh, start out, you know, when we were working with a lot of different companies, we're seeing how they're aggregating their, their users through like what their wallet, like aggregation techniques are. A lot of them could be pretty uh, like rudimentary. So how can we fix that? How can we actually make that into something where they can take these uh, processes that they're doing super manually and create different products that are able to help them to do the, those things uh, a little bit simpler. So that's like the carrot form. That's one of our D apps that's out now. Um, so that's more of a like community aggregator and like uh, uh, wallet behavioral tracking, you know, on the back end side for the actual uh, project. Um, so that lets them see who they're connecting with through different uh, campaigns, who's actually coming in and, and uh, participating in their different either spaces like this, participating in their discords or elsewhere, you know, on the Internet. Uh, some of the aspects of like a Web2 advertising model within web three using blockchain tools. Um, that's, you know, what we're, what we're like, that's kind of the, the underlying, um, in like, I, I would guess I, I say ideology, but it's not really our ideology. I say our ideology is more so about, um, helping projects to work more efficiently, just simply because, uh, we think that on-chain data is incredibly valuable, both for the users that, you know, they're able to, um, have projects find them uh, much easier. They're not having to waste any time. They're also getting rewarded based off of their participation in different in different types of campaigns throughout like throughout the entire space. So, um, yeah, uh, you might be muted again. You are correct. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> no worries, man. Um, I was gonna. I was asking, uh, what makes you guys different in terms of how you guys handle airdrops? Uh, for communities versus other uh, platforms that do similar marketing type things? Yeah, so a couple different things. All of our campaigns are opt-in, so the users actually have to come onto the platform. They're not being directly pushed. Uh, and also using that query function that I mentioned earlier, that's what's actually being used to target different users. So you're targeting users based off of different on-chain criteria uh, and building that out kind of into the next layer of it, it'll be incorporating also different Web2 identifiers. Um, so most of the targeting campaigns that you're seeing out there now are either directly getting airdropped out or having people come in, you're having them come in in a way that's not protecting your, your project from actually being botted or anything. Um, so by being able to verify and act measure, um, how strong, you know, a wallet's performance is on chain, 
that's a pretty important part because what I think needs to happen, and I think we've actually been seeing it in the last, you know, kind of six months, which is exciting, is projects have to get a little bit smarter in terms of, you know, uh, their their marketing spend, their ad spend, and, and looking at, you know, what's the lifetime value of these users, what kind of costs are going into bringing these users on. Uh, and what value are they providing back to these users? And like, what are those different metrics and what are those units that are going into that and how do they want to evaluate it? So without being able to measure um, the value of your users themselves, you're not sure how much you're going to be able to put into certain things. So um, that's that's kind of what we're like doing. And then um, I think that's one of the main differentiators is we are always trying to push that in terms of, you know, better dashboards, better analytics for the projects to be able to understand more. Uh, and for the users, it's always about bringing on newer and, you know, exciting partners, different projects, working to kind of build out that user base, building out different chains um, so that different projects can come on and participate. Uh, yeah. And I think also, you know, I, uh, I'm personally excited about the stuff we're going to be working on because I think that's a great way to present a lot of information and communicate really clearly and effectively with different users. Um, so things like that, I think, are, are essential as well in differentiating yourself is, is making sure you can get your message out. Yeah, I mean, like, I, from what I've seen, guerrilla marketing is like, uh, is, is a major part of Web3. Um, you know, people just getting creative and getting their hands dirty with, um, you know, different ways of marketing, because it's really hard. Um, you know, there's only, you know, now is only when you have, uh, you know, you're on the brink of having the ability to target demographically to some extent in Web3 because of the anonymity aspect of it. Uh, so you don't really know who's on the other side of the computer or who's on the, who's on the other side of the node, so to speak. Um, you know, so when you're building technology like this, where you're trying to extract data from people that want to maintain privacy um, or extract information from them, how hard is that to do? Yeah, well, I think there's a couple things. There's like a measure of you know security and privacy that you want to maintain. So allowing that access to main, to stay with the user um, and not allowing that necessarily to be going uh, out just generally to any, you know, potential data buyer or anybody who's coming in to just query, um, keeping some element of that protected, uh, especially when you're talking about, yeah, more like personally identifiable information. Um, but then I also think that there is a measure of uh, incentives that can go into it. It's not necessarily... Um, you know, when you look at uh, the companies now and how advertising has run probably for around the last 10 years, um, there's there's no real aspect of user consent or access control before, you know, the last couple of years we've been seeing it more now with like the GDPR over in Europe and then also in California and a couple of states over here, you know, you always have to kind of check that like cookie access and everything. So um, there's being able to incentivize users, it's a kind of shifts the paradigm of it where, where the the commoditization of the data that's been controlled by, you know, third parties and also large platforms is now actually going to be able to go back down to the user level. Well, well, they'll be able to benefit from the uh, actual value of their participation. I see. Um, so let's go back a little bit. And um, where did where exactly did Carrot uh, birth from, or where did where did the idea come from? Yeah. So a uh, couple different, I was, you know, like, like a lot of things, I think it was a measure of serendipity and, and being in a couple of the right places at the right time. So our CEO, Rudy, has been working in blockchain gaming since 2017. So he has a pretty deep background and, you know, seen a lot of different of these kind of crypto waves come in different forms. Uh, 
and this also has a, a, a longer human background in gaming as a whole uh, coming out of uh, from China. So one thing about that is that in China, the you know government controls very tightly all of that data that's getting you know entered up uh, through you know internet protocols. So they're able to kind of control it like like a on and off faucet. Like your platform can just go entirely down out of nowhere. So for him, it's actually uh, very freeing. You know the concept of decentralization. That's what he's wor- like been working on for the last you know six years now. Um, and then where I come into it is I, I was talking with him, you know, a couple of years ago, talking about different, like, kind of, I, I started to get an interest in, in the entire, like, blockchain and crypto world. Uh, so we started kind of discussing it, seeing what kind of options were out there, reading up a lot more. Uh, and then I moved out to LA. We started talking with people out there who are working in the space. And we kind of identified, like I was talking about, this kind of gap between traditional marketing and the actual what's going on on chain and what on chain interactions are happening. So you'd see companies, you know, especially during like that the NFT boom, you'd see it a lot where companies are throwing a lot behind marketing and it'll give them a boost for, you know, a week or two, but then it's dying off and they're not actually being able to return value to their investors going through like a, a long term, you know, cycle of a co- like life cycle of a company as normal. Um, so as we kept seeing that more and more, uh, we wanted to build out products and tools that could help that process, or at least, you know, lower the risks involved, uh, when you're, when you're entering the space and when you're building in the space. So that's kind of been the path. A lot of it comes from, you know, uh, doing different consulting on projects and, uh, participating in different projects and then, uh, trying to kind of pare down the essential elements of that into, into a product. Um, what's the most challenging thing that you guys have experienced in? Oh, I'm sorry, you cut off there a little bit. Hey, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you now. It just cut out there for a sec. Oh, you're good. Sorry about that. Um, I was saying, what is um, what's the, what's the biggest challenge you guys have had to overcome uh, in the process of rolling out Carrot? Yeah, well, besides kind of the fluctuating markets that that we're all, you know, I think all kind of a victim to. Um, uh, I would say that that also does affect how companies are looking at uh, their like growth models and how they're trying to build. So we're very, you know, um, we work a lot with different collaborations, but uh, I think kind of in a bear market, a lot of companies are, are more looking inward. Um, we're seeing that actually come uh, release out a little bit, I'd say, over the last, you know, two to three months as people get more comfortable. So that's been very exciting. But um, I would say definitely it's uh, the... Um, the ability to continue building through the bear has been uh, you know, something to, to learn. And we ourselves focused on different product iteration stuff and uh, started pushing forward our network development a little bit as well, rather than just kind of being on the uh, like collaborative, collaborative side of it uh, for as long as we were before. Gotcha. So just different. Yeah. Like just kind of twisting the uh, priorities a little bit, but um, you know, you live and I think, you know, building a company takes, takes a long time and it's not a straight path. So, you know. Understood. So I, I one thing I do have to ask, um, so you guys are going to be working with us on an uh, interactive video campaign and possibly some other things. Um, but will you, will you guys be diving headfirst into the cosmos and bringing Carrot Dow fully to the cosmos? Or is that not yet fully? I, I love it. I mean, I would love to. I would love to. I won't make an, I can't make a firm announcement on anything yet. Um, but I think that that's definitely something, uh, that'll probably be happening in this next, I would say Q2 or Q3 this year. Um, 
it's we kind of go one by one and we've had you know a list since the beginning for us just in terms of uh either from like a technical aspect it's lower lift um or just from you know uh the collaborations that we've had lined up from like before so um i'm hopeful uh i would love to so i'm uh, i'm always talking about charles our cto <laughs> we've had some meetings with him as well um we're always talking about it so I, i'm i'm looking forward to the to the time we can and i also know I think I just was listening in on the uh, like the Cosmoverse call. It sounds like it's going to be pretty awesome. So I'd love to get out there. Yeah, for sure. We're going to be in Istanbul this year. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, so I mean, it's a match made in heaven. In a, a match made in heaven, really, with Carrot and uh, and the Cosmos. With how many airdrops, you know, how big of a uh, focus airdrops are in the community, and how they're the primary, you know, almost primary marketing initiative for every new project that comes out. Um, that does it, you know, usually does a pretty decent airdrop to the community. Some of them are, you know, tremendous airdrops. Uh, early on, obviously, they were probably a little bit better. The Juno one, obviously, was one for one uh, compared to Adam, like uh, relative to your Atom Holdings. Um, Osmo, you got like, I think in some cases, people got like five, ten thousand dollars out of that one. Um, you know, so the airdrops are big, and then you have uh, most recently Evmos, uh, pretty good. So there's been a lot of, um, you know, it's a, it's a nice way to build your, build your bags up is just, you know, hold some tokens and secure the network and get airdrops. And you got, you guys, um, you know, you guys are also an airdrop focused community. So lots of airdrops to be had here. Oh yeah. That's, I think that, and then also interoperability is one of our like kind of tenants. So as, as we've gone through, it's, we're trying to integrate as, as much as possible. Um, we see ourselves as pretty chain agnostic, so we're not necessarily like uh, maxis on anything. It's um, more so just you know the the functionality and like I was saying, just uh, like a tech lift thing. So, I mean, I'm I'm very hopeful, and I think that also yeah lines up very well with the our existing community, and also could be a great community for us to be able to um, uh, participate in further. Absolutely. And um, would you be able to talk a little bit more about the um, the wallet analytics that you guys do and like how that works and what you're able to actually see at a granular level if you're a marketer? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, there's different kind of uh, as we've got more like down this road, you're, we started off just initially, you know, you're looking at uh, ETH holdings, you know, wallet age, uh, things of that nature, different NFTs. But you're able to start actually tracking, you know, the uh, what transactions people are like, how quickly people are transacting, um, what airdrops they've participated in. So once you can start categorizing those different things, those and like mapping out those events, you're starting to see like when a user like part, joins into a community, when they're exiting. So you can actually then zoom out and see what events are are really driving that growth and, and that also, you know, um, immigration away. So. Um, yeah, it's more so just being able to, you know, uh, like quickly and accurately uh, aggregate and then present that to the to the projects themselves in a dashboard. So um, I think what like if you're saying granularity, uh, I'd kind of need a specific example. I could kind I could you know see, tell you yes or no if we can do it. Um, but I, I am you know pretty amazed with everything that we always tend to. Uh, can uh, drum up for people. So, um, yeah, if you had any specific examples, that'd be that'd be great to hear. Well, no, I think this is one of the reasons why we, um, you know, we started talking, and you know, the conversations have gone as far as they have because what you guys are doing is very much in line with what we're doing with OmniFlix TV. 
um, in the sense of looking at a wallet and being able to present different types of content to people um, based on what they're holding in their wallet, whether they be holding a specific NFT or whether they have an, you know, a specific number of tokens of a certain kind, um, you know, being able to present people with that, with, uh, you know, relevant uh, and customized and personalized, I should say, uh, prompts within a video like that, uh, or just any type of any type of content where you're able to provide somebody something that is, uh, you know, customized and tailor made for them, it makes a huge difference in terms of marketing, because then the person actually feels like you're speaking to them. And somehow, maybe in Web3, they'll get a little bit creeped out. But I think they'll, um, you know, they'll, they'll start to get used to it. Uh, you know, the the big thing is, when you have the ability to do those things, in a, place, in a space that's primarily, you know, faceless at the moment, it's it makes a big difference because the communities now can go and they can reach out to certain types of people, ideally, and you know make sure that they're getting the types of uh, or the types of community members that they're looking to get and that they think that they're, um, you know, that their technology would be applicable to. Yeah, so I, I, so like, I think it's such a great way to have kind of it shifts like I was talking about where you know, where users are coming onto platforms to kind of access everything. Now, I think projects and platforms are coming down to the users trying to access more information. So I think it's uh, some, something that'll be really strong and benefit the users in the long run. Um, there will be some, I think, adjustment period because it is it is strange, you know, having all of these different kind of uh, things that would be private, you know, like a, like a even like a Venmo or something, you know, you can click private on it and nobody's seeing that necessarily. It like your friends list isn't seeing that versus on the blockchain. If you're sending, you know, $20, $30, you know, obviously ETH or whatever you're sending. Um, but that that's going to be out there. So um, I think there is kind of an adjustment, but uh, I'm also hopeful that this kind of transparency will be one of those things that, you know, helps protect us from a lot of things that we're, we're seeing. And uh, like, even when you know, I, I was on a talk the other month where we were talking about FTX and, I think it's, you know, one of those essential differentiators between like what's something that's centralized and what that can do to like kind of shroud and curtain what's actually going on um, versus stuff that's on chain. It's it's there, it's immutable. And, and you have, you know, at this at this point, you're there's so such large, you know, uh, like like compute behind that, that you can't you're not going to be able to uh, to change those ledgers. So it's, uh, I think, a pretty good like development in terms of um user protection and, and also making sure that they can get like incentivized and benefit from participating in, in these more decentralized campaigns and i think your guys's project's awesome for that because it's uh i see it as like the, a really great tool that uh, not there aren't that many like out there in terms of like the actual content themselves you know there's no necessarily like a, like a youtube for like uh web3 or you know like a, a any sort of like you know, tiktok instagram they're not really there yet but i think your guys's platform is like really one of those first true um like you know i don't know uh developments in that and so it's it's very exciting for me as well uh since i think yeah since we kind of started talking that's that's always been something i'm, I'm very excited for and hopeful about absolutely and i i think um you know people are usually putting each other's lives for certain reasons and uh i think um you know, it was very nice that we met in austin uh Speaking of which, the way I met you guys is I saw those digital uh, those digital uh, TVs that were made for NFTs, uh, the picture frames, if I remember correctly. Yes, How are those? Sir. That's still part of the business. 
Uh, so that's a that's a separate entity, but um, yeah. So we've kind of fake focused mainly on this side of this for the last, you know, um, for a while now. Actually, it's it's taken a pretty solid precedent. I mean, that was a very again. I think similar mentality is is that we were trying to connect projects with their users better. Um, I think ultimately we chose decided that software was a better way of solving that than hardware, um, but. It uh, definitely kind of contributed a lot to um, our partnerships that we were able to build out uh, and also still serves as a great kind of supplementary business for us um, to continue to participate deeply within like the NFT space as a whole. Yeah, it's probably a good way to get people to come up to your table too. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Definitely is. Uh, yeah, I remember I had a, like a line uh, around the corner for you guys to come and see that. And you guys were also doing the um, the initial airdrop question about that initial airdrop the uh the sea lion if i remember correctly what yes. uh, what came of that sea lion so that's actually there's there's been our there's been different access passes throughout but what's going to happen actually is uh during this next uh launch that we're having the network launch um we will be it will be revisited i'm not ready we're not ready to like announce yet because that's that's coming probably actually on omniflix in february so everybody check it out but um that's what we'll be rolling out through february is this uh kind of next you know i call it v2 but um you know it's it's really like the carrot network and what that what that will mean for our existing community and uh the community as it goes on into the future we're very much looking forward to that um the omniflex community awaits uh many airdrops that are uh that they're entitled to so yeah, let's get it let's definitely get it um, with regards to the project itself, um, you guys have another uh, another DAP that involves uh, forms and to collect information from uh, users and whatnot. What is you? Uh, what is unique about that form? Yeah, so I think for that form is mainly based around more of a like a B two B model, I'd say. So it's mainly for projects to be able to, in a like I was saying, kind of a low leverage way, start garnering uh, on-chain interactions. So one of the things I think that projects can struggle with sometimes is outside of uh, something like an NFT drop, is how are they kind of continuing to measure that community participation? How do they see who's coming back, uh, checking in on the socials and everything? So it's a way for them to measure that. And then also that's where those analytics dashboards come in. Um, so if you kind of want to, like, we can, you know, set that up and you're going to be able to start seeing, you know, as your users are participating, who's following the directions, who's coming out. And then also, you know, obviously identifying different characteristics about those users, um, seeing which different communities they might be participating in as potential partners for you or potential, you know, um, even competitors sometimes for different projects we've seen. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's really just about, um, gaining better intelligence. Is that is that only compatible with EVM machines? Uh, currently, I believe so. But again, I, our goal is to expand our you know operability. So um, I would I would think that that's going to get rolled out in the not necessarily like the near future, but within the foreseeable future. Very good. Um, so with the new um, with the new update that you guys um, have put out. Uh, or are, are putting out what's the next what's the next iteration of carrot that people are going to see? Yeah, so the next iteration that they'll be able to see is they're gonna we're gonna start combining different aspects of the dApps that are out. 
Um, so combining the kind of backend analytics for the projects uh, with those different campaign launching tools, um, and then also with the Carrot Network, that's actually going to be a, a way for users to actually um, start to be able to monetize based off of their on-chain interactions directly. So um, again, we're going to be uh, kind of going more in depth on that uh, through February, but um, I can give some you know heads up. So we're going to be uh, the initial beta launch is going to be at consensus again we you know we launched initially at consensus so we figure we would uh it, it went pretty well the first time I, were you did you actually were you at our party that night i was not uh, well we got to get you this time we'll get you out there absolutely yeah so that was a great one and then um so we'll be launching out then our network will have 100 initial uh validators so these validators will be um you know the the nodes for the network essentially um, they'll be onboarding users, and then those user lists will be aggregated. Different like uh, criteria will be pulled, and we'll be actually able to uh, present it out, where data buyers could then come in, uh, pay the users directly to access that data, and uh, you know offer them different rewards and incentives. So it's kind of taking that idea of like an airdrop and and taking it to that next level of it. I was about to ask when carrot token. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. This summer, this summer. That is very so, exciting. Uh, yeah, it's uh, we're looking probably at July right now for public sales. So, um, yeah, we're uh, we're gearing up for that right now. It's uh, that's what I, I'm, I'm very excited. That's kind of where, like I said, you know, February is where we're going to start putting out all the timelines for everybody. So I'd encourage everybody to check Omniflix for when we're putting stuff up there and check our, our socials as well um but it's going to be uh very very exciting times for us and uh yeah man it's it's been you know a couple months of planning out and now we're just getting into like the execution phase which is you know honestly a, a bit more fun you know planning you can get kind of uh i feel like you get like antsy or like let's just do the thing so it's exciting yeah we're we're kind of on the same boat uh we'll hopefully be having the flix token launch uh by I guess sometime around the end of Q1. Um, nice. So it's uh, it's coming. There's uh, you know they have the little mirror on the side view mirror of your uh, car. Yeah, yeah. Things in the mirror are closer than they might appear. Mm -hmm. I believe that man. It's already February 2023. I'm like Jesus. It's crazy. I've <laughs> got no idea what's going on anymore. <laughs> Time flies in Web three. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of, it's a lot of like head down time, but then you pick it up and you're like, it's been six months, geez. Yeah, once the, once the bear market fully, uh, you know, shuts out. But so I'll ask you a question off, uh, off, uh, like off the grid, so to speak. Is the bear market over? Ooh, uh, I mean, I don't think it's over necessarily. But I think uh, what I've been seeing and hearing a lot is a lot more confidence coming back. So I think that there's um, not quite as much of the existential fear in the market. But I do think that you know the U.S. economy is not in an excellent spot, and I don't. Therefore, I, I'm not. Don't think the global economy is probably doing that well as a as a result. As so, I think we have a little bit more kind of pain. But I do believe that it uh, by the end of the year we'll be in a much better place. So um, yeah. I'd say. I would say, like, I don't think, you know, there's any fear of, like, the floor dropping out, um, which I know it's like there's those moments. But uh, so I, 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 I'm personally confident. I do think that we're in a, in a 
bit of a holding pattern here that's pretty like feels comfortable um and then i, I think it'll be coming out after that yeah my, my thing is when i hear people getting confident it's usually what ends up happening is you know what every <clears throat> excuse me what everybody else thinks is going to happen the opposite happens <clears throat> so we might be going back down to 12k bitcoin who knows you know yeah. Yeah. like I mean, everyone gets excited and oh shit the bottom drops out and then uh you know back and miserable again but hopefully that's not the case yeah i mean it's all relative right you know i mean i remember um you know even like during the like the the heyday of of 60 and then 45 felt terrible <laughs> now now look at it but um, so i i think it's going to i think it'll come back like i think there's probably yeah another cycle where it'll it'll drop it'll drop again um but i i my personal feeling is that um it is trending in a better direction i think we're seeing that and also i think the like the quality and, and like the 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 productivity of the projects i'm seeing is is really high right now like i'm seeing a lot of uh really really cool stuff getting built so that's super encouraging to me because uh i always kind of believe you know when there's a lot of smart people around you know you kind of want to be in that mix with them so so i kind of use this question as a segue to another question um so your ceo uh and founder rudy uh i follow him on twitter and back when the ftx thing was happening he had some very nice insights uh as far as you know setting up some trades um just can you let him know that uh, I very much look forward to um, more tweets of his, you know, that are providing guidance in terms of trading. Because everyone oh, yeah. likes, likes the hot tips. Oh, absolutely. I'll tell him. I'll, I'll pass that along for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, like I said, I mean, he was really my, like, kind of mentor and person who brought me into this whole world. Um, and he's seen a lot of different things going on, uh, especially, you know, he sees it from both like an Eastern and Western perspective. So for his first cycle, he was over in China. He's been over here now again since 2020 or 2019. Um, so yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty amazing at with the, the trades he pulls off and uh, I'll, I'll let him know that, you know, there be, it's being seen and people want more. So uh, you guys grew up together, right? Yeah. So he, uh, I grew up in Philadelphia and he ended up coming over, I think, in uh i think he came in middle school to the states initially not to my middle school but then in high school we went to the same high school so known him like over 15 years now um and yeah so you know we kind of you know i went to college and he went to usc so he was in la i was over in colorado um and then he went to china for a couple of years after that um so i hadn't heard too much and then like i said in like 2019 2020 he came back stateside and we were able to reconnect uh, with Adam as well, who you met. Um, so I've been, uh, you know, living out in LA with them since then. Uh, it's been pretty awesome ride. Yeah. Being able to do it with people, you know, um, I think it adds a level of like familiarity and also being able to go through things like the bear, um, as you know, it adds more of a, you know, a comfort to it. I think when, when you're doing it with people you've, you've grown up with and you know, really well. Well, true. And especially in a space where, you know, a lot of people are faceless or not doxxed, it helps to know the people that you're in business with. Um, personally. Oh, yeah. It gives a little bit more yeah. trust. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had, I've talked to other people who have, have those issues for sure, where 
especially even just from starting out, but also even finding different, you know, advisors or people to join the team as it grows. Um, just combining all, you know, three or four or five of our networks, kind of of all of us who who are have known each other for a little while, um, or for a long while, we're able to uh, really be able to like vet people. I think at a at a pretty high level. Absolutely. Um, and now you're a, you're the director of strategy at Care, correct? Yes, sir. So we got a head of strategy. We got a head of growth. What are some tips for you um, that you would give to people that are either starting their own project or that are building up a community um, in terms of uh, using Carrot as a model, for for example? What are things that people can do, even if they can't use Carrot yet? What are some Mm -hmm. tips you would give them? uh, Give me your top three, and then I'll do the same. Yeah, absolutely. So. I think, uh, you know, kind of the tenants that we've built on, um, I think continuity is super important. So being able to stay active and continue pushing forward, whether that be uh, iterating a product, um, participating different with different communities, uh, just kind of keeping the momentum moving forward, not letting yourself get stagnant and not letting yourself kind of get uh, comfortable or lazy, but always trying to see what other opportunities and what other spaces you can push into. Um, Cause that keeps your, your mind moving. And, and at least for me and for the way we operate um, it's always about kind of, you know, we, we know the direction, but then what's that like flair, what's the specific like special sauce that you're going to add to it. And that takes uh, research that takes thinking and that takes um, direct, like directional and focus, you know? Um, so I'd say continuity is super important. And just in terms of um, and carrying that, kind of into the next one, I would say, uh, is like, I think a collaborative efforts. So, so collaborations, I think are super important being able to identify partners who, uh, you know, are, are like-minded and also in similar spaces, um, and have, uh, messaging that can pair well with yours. Second, really amplify what you're doing. Um, it's not going to be the, like, you know, end all be all, but I think it can really help you with, uh, figuring out different use cases, figuring out, how to be the most productive and what value you're actually delivering to the space, especially with something like we're doing with carrot, you know, we have multiple kind of levels of interaction we're doing. So we want to make sure the users are getting benefited. We want to make sure the projects are having kind of ease of use. Um, and then also up to like the protocols, we want to make sure that we're being able to um, integrate properly and, and kind of continue to expand based off of, you know, if we're working with more gaming projects, we might need to look into different chains and stuff. So um, figuring out the different collaborations and different ways to work, um, within and maneuver within the space, I think it's super important to know those players uh, and know where you fit into that. So, and then all of that helps you to do um, is communicate. So I think like clarity and communication is super like helpful for us. Um, especially again, as I said, like we are like a multicultural team. I know you feel that as well. Being able to have a message that can kind of go global, not just necessarily focus on a US or a European or even, you know, focus on a Chinese or Southeast Asian user base, um, being able to create messaging that can go globally, where people can connect and understand what you're doing, and are going to be actually trying to learn more about you trying to f- participate and trying to kind of um, figure out how they want to fit into your longer term plans. Um, that helps with, you know, talent retention, that helps with talent recruitment, which are super important when you're building out uh, these projects in Web3, because you know, you're getting people who are leaving these large, large tech companies. You're getting people leaving Apple, Google, Meta, you know, Amazon. So 
you're getting people who are, who are switching into the space and you're, you're, what you're going to need to do that is you have to have a strong message and you have to have a strong vision. So uh, I think it really, those three things, I think I would say if it boils down, I'd say continuity, uh, like collaboration, and then yeah, communication and clarity kind of as one. That is a very good list. Um, for me, I, I, I always preach to new, uh, new creators and people that are launching their projects to, um, to first off, not get greedy. Uh, you know, I know you see, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. You know, you see like people like Beeple and, uh, you know, selling NFTs for $69 million. That's not going to happen for everybody. So you know, if you use a penetration pricing strategy and you get in, you know, you get people in at a low price in their first collection or your second collection, and you start building a community that way, and they see that you're an active creator and you are building a name for yourself and you're building out your portfolio of work, then, you know, it's, it's, uh, everything is growth. You know, you, you start at a certain point and you don't start at the top, you know, you start, uh, you know, if you start at the bottom, you start at the bottom. If you start in the middle, you start at the middle, but you got to just work your way up and build a community. And as you grow your community, maybe in, you know, if you have, um, <clears throat> if you're launching a collection for the first time and you set the price at, you know, three Osmo, for example, for about three, three US dollars for your piece. Now, maybe instead of doing a 10% royalty fee, like, um, you know, is customary in most cases, maybe you do a 25% royalty fee on secondary market sales and you make your money on the back end. You're kind of investing in yourself and giving, you know, the, the initial collector an opportunity to get in at a low price. And then when they sell it on the open market for, you know, maybe 15 Osmo, uh, a little bit down the line, now they just made five times their investment and you're going to get, you know, um, you're going to get a quarter of that. So you just made another, you made more on the, or the exact same amount on the secondary sale as you did on the first one in that, in that case. So there's, um, you gotta, you gotta think the long game. If you're, if you, to use a golf analogy, you gotta think the long game always. Um, because if you're, if you think short term, it, you're going to get bit in the ass because it's, uh, gratification never works out. So that's number one for me. Uh, number two, the, um promotions and uh incentives because in web3 people don't move for free uh you want them to interact with your page gotta give them a reason because there's probably another project just like yours that you know might be incentivizing them better to use your to use theirs instead of yours and you gotta you know give people a reason to come and check you out either you gotta have a really compelling message or you gotta have a really compelling uh concept that you know that is uh that fills a major need in the market or you just got to market it better than the next guy or gal. Um, you know, so if you have a um, robust incentivization plan to start things out, then you rely on your technology to keep them or your concept to keep them there uh, rather than having them go somewhere else. But you know, if you don't have uh, a good product or a good concept, then they're probably not going to stay whether you have a good, uh, great rewards or not. So product comes first, but you got to give them a reason to come and check out your product, product when there's 20,000 plus uh you know crypto communities out there that are you know in some way shape or form trying to do something similar to you and you got to show them why your solution is a better solution and why they should give your solution the time of day um and i would say the third would be uh a kind of piggyback what you said with uh collaboration collaboration is huge community is huge because without a community you don't have a project so when you are building a community it's really important to 
make sure that your community feels you know appreciated and make sure that they feel uh, heard when they have you know voice concerns or have questions. You got to make sure that you have a you know gr great mods like we're blessed to have here at Omniflix uh, that are able to be your first line of defense when people have an issue uh, and and they, and they come to your Discord or your Telegram. You know you got to make sure that you're um, open to criticism and receptive to the criticism. And um, you know usually it's not criticism in a harsh way. It's it's criticism that's constructive and that they're trying to make your project better. Um, so you gotta be receptive to that. And the most important part about community is if you're collaborating with other communities, you, every time that you collaborate with a new community, you're introducing yourself to a brand new audience and you got to put your best foot forward. So when you do that, you know, you got to make sure that you have your, um, you know, your pitch to the community down pat, and you got to make sure that you have, um, you know, all your, uh, wits about you. So, you know, don't go out and heavy on the night before you got to have a uh, Twitter space. Long story short. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. No, I, I think those are three great ones. I think those were um, some sharper points than, uh, than I might have brought. So I like, I like hearing those, especially like kind of that, um, that NFT launch strategy was super good. Um, oh. And it also, it kind of reminds me, it's like the, um, I think with Web3, it's like the expression, you know, like Rolling Stone gathers no moss. It's like, you want you want people to know like the people are your moss like you kind of want them to know that you, you're trying to gather you're trying to say hey like we're here and we're stable you know um i think that's all those things also help solidify that message um, exactly because if people don't uh, if people go to sleep and they're not sure if you're going to be there in the morning well then they probably aren't, are not going to invest in you if you're um you know if you're a project that is active every day and active in their, uh, you know, active in your Discord and has like, you know, activities and quests going on every day for uh, for your community, and they feel confident that you're going to be there tomorrow morning, then they're much more likely to support your uh, support your project. But if they think, uh, you know, if it if it, if it smells like a rug, and uh, it's a dusty rug, you know, they might uh, turn turn on the vacuum. Yeah, well, hopefully we're getting we're getting clear of some of those dusty rugs, right? I mean, yes. it's been a it's been a lot of them. There's been people have been having to uh, kiss a lot of whatever frogs to get to their princess. So I'm hoping, <laughs> for, I'm hoping everybody is, uh, you know, staying clear of all the grenades out there. <laughs> <laughs> to use a Jersey Shore reference, we love that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so uh, let me open it up to the audience. If anybody has any questions for you um, about carrot. And the progress that you guys have made, um, I'm just going to open it up to, to the world and see if anybody would like to come up and ask a question to our good friend here. And just feel free to uh, request to speak, and the mic will be handed over to you instantly, like a hot potato. Well, it doesn't appear that anybody has a question at the moment. If you guys change your mind, we are here, and we are available for your questions. Um, so I guess I'll continue. Um, with the project now what would you say uh well first off is there anything i've missed uh that we didn't cover that you wanted to cover and uh oh actually i did miss something tell us about the galaxy campaign how how could i forget oh uh, yeah so the galaxy campaign as i think you're you know like we have a pretty large um like chinese uh population you know working uh with us for us and our founding team um so we just wanted to put something out uh, in commemorating the Lunar New Year, also, you know, Year of the Rabbit. Um, we actually own, uh, did you ever meet Carrot, our bunny, our actual bu like company rabbit? I did not. 
<laughs> so we have we have a company rabbit named uh, Karen. So um, that was kind of in, in honor of her uh, and also in honor of the Chinese New Year. Um, hoping everybody had a great celebration if anybody here is uh, like participating. Um, and also uh, just kind of to get the uh, engines revving up for February. We have a lot coming out. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, just getting the gears turning and uh, starting to really work on the, uh, you know, outward facing uh, initiatives, I'd say. Amen. Um, now, the Galaxy campaign is launching when for people that are uh, interested to participate? So there's one that's just launched. That's for the new year. But then there's one coming this week, actually. Or I believe it'll be coming out maybe the 6th. Um, so that'll be in collaboration. We'll be announcing one of our large partners. Um, and that'll be actually where you're going to be starting to get um, the whitelist spots for or allow list spots for our uh, the validator network. So, uh, you know, I would love, you know, everybody to go get in there, participate. Um, and hopefully you'll join us as one of the validators. You'll, um, you know, definitely be rewarded, especially, um, I think people who are interested in, uh, getting kind of a better, you know, analytical understanding, starting to, you know, see different, you know, user types, I, I, it's going to be very exciting. Um, and, uh, that'll be coming out. I, I believe around the sixth. Don't hold me to that. We're still um, locking in the date for that specifically. But then also, yeah, we'll be accompanying that with uh, a lot of content coming out on Omniflix as well. Hopefully, um, we're getting some of these videos made out now. Um, definitely, uh, I'm, I'm hoping we can get it all kind of coordinated with time. You know how it can be when you got a couple different designers, and then you got your kind of yeah. But um, everything's moving, man. It's uh, it's a great time for us and. Um, I think February is really going to be our month and, you know, it's year of the rabbit as a carrot. We're excited, you know? <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Um, so with the project now, are there any other collaborations of note that you want to talk about? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, let me think of which ones I'm like kind of allowed to talk about before. Um, so we have a couple. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Let me. I gotta cut you off. We got a. Uh, we got Lego Myalgo up here. I forgot he had a question. I apologize, sir. All right. Oh, feel free to finish up that uh, answer. Then I'll, I can ask. I can wait. Thanks. Thank you so much. And um, okay, so what I'll say is we got a couple partnerships coming out with different exchanges. Um, that's obviously very exciting for us, and will be exciting for the community and everybody who's participating. Um, so that's really what I keep an eye out for in February. I won't go too many specifics, but it'll be, it'll be awesome. We got to drop some alpha at some point today. Okay. Okay. I got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, please go ahead. Uh, Lego my algo. Yeah. So, uh, my Twitter feed has been blown off with this whole, um, this is off topic. And I figure I'll ask the general wider audience to see what your perspectives are. Um, but this whole thing with, um, all nodes storing um wallet phrases you say phrases how, how pervasive is that a problem in the cosmos and um and and at what point in development as a developer do you decide well let, let's let's store seed phrases that is craziness um and i i cannot imagine that that is something that's pervasive in the cosmos i um you know it, it's probably as pervasive as it is in any other community you know um, you know, cause any project or any, uh, you know, uh, that's why you got to look for projects that are open source. 
Um, you know, if you've interacted with, and not to say that there's anything wrong with Leap Wallet, but Leap Wallet, for example, is a wallet that's not open source. And there's been uh, discussions about, um, you know, whether or not to use that wallet as a user. Is, is it safe or not? You know, it, it's, it, it's, you know, is it safe? Probably. But you're taking your chances if it's not open source because you can't see what's under the hood. Um, you know, in a lot of cases, if it's a project that, um, you know, you interact with it without thinking and you just connect your wallet without, uh, you know, without doing any due diligence, you're putting yourself at risk. Um, that's why it's always good to keep your, your, your primary stash of tokens in a cold wallet. But, you know, it does open you it does open you up to, to vulnerability when you're, uh, if you connect to a new website or a new project willy nilly without going and doing your research. But uh, I would imagine it's as pervasive as it is in any other community, but it doesn't seem that it's like a, you know, I think it's be being made such a big deal out of because it's such a shocking thing. But how, how is it possible that a validator, just by interacting your wallet using a public key, I guess, with validator, how can they know your seed phrase? Um, it's a very good question. Uh, do you have any uh, insight on that? Uh, I was going to say, I'm unfortunately... Uh not uh technically gifted enough to know um yeah, exactly myself, how that would how it works yeah we're marketers up here um if we had sisla uh at, at the you know in the space tonight then he i'm sure would be able to answer that but i imagine you know when you connect to a validator um they're not getting your private key so there's got to be you know they, you're connecting with the wallet uh obviously the wallet is tied to the keys it's they probably had something coded into the uh, into the platform where it exposes that. I really I don't want to speculate because I don't know for sure. Um, but it's very it's very frightening that that's you know that's something that that is a possibility. What do you think is going on there? Lego Milgo. Um, I'm not technically gifted either, and um, it just can. <laughs> It just blows my mind that uh, you know we 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 there's every Cosmo chain there's a hundred or more validators, you know we, we get encouraged to stake outside the top twenty, and so we just randomly pick and uh, you don't have time to to research everyone, so it's like uh, walking uh, across a uh, minefield. Absolutely, it's it's a, it's a double-edged sword because you know if you are delegating to an unknown validator. That's in a sense putting yourself at risk because you know they're an unknown validator. Um, that's why you gotta, you know, people gotta just do their own research and look at, um, you know, look at the project or the validator's website. Make sure they, you know, a, a good checklist for validators would be: Do they have a website? You know, are they active in the community? Uh, do they, you know, are they active on social media and are they interacting with the community? Do they have a Discord server where you can go and ask them a question if you need help if you need help with something or if you're unsure about something? You know the, the the validators are your um, are your link to the network. You know, so you gotta you gotta know your validators, and there's actually um, something in, that's in the works to help that uh, process along here at Omniflix that we're working on. So you know, it's very important that people know the validators that they're delegating to because you're handing them the, the uh, you're handing them your money and you're trusting them. So you got to make sure that you put it into trustworthy hands. Hopefully that uh, I'm sure that doesn't answer your question entirely, but I hope it sheds um, some light on the uh, what's going on there. Yeah, I, I hadn't I hadn't seen that was not uh, I was not aware of any of that. So that is um, all all new and and kind of yeah frightening information. 
Yeah, let's hope that that's not a uh, regularity. Um, so now, last couple of questions here. And uh, does anybody, if anybody else has a question for um, for Carrot Dow, now is your time. Uh, the spotlight will be on you. If you request for the microphone, we will hand it on over, uh, as we just did with Lego Myalgo. So any of you guys, I see uh, Sandy Toes is here. I see Terra Spaces is here. Coin Stamp. Um, Luke Man. Any of you guys, I see you're a digital marketer. It's always good. We love our marketers. Sean, if you have any questions, feel free. Uh, anybody. Anybody, 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 anybody. If you're... Uh, if you'd like to ask a question, feel free. We're here for you. Um, so now, is there anything that you'd like to cover that we haven't covered uh, that you'd like to share with the community or that you'd like to ask of the community? No, I mean, I would say, you know, uh, keep an eye out on Omniflix for when we're launching out. We'll be putting out a lot of information on there. Um, you know, follow Carrot Dow on Twitter. Um, it's also kind of our central hub. And uh, yeah, I, we would love to have you guys. And then also, you know, we'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on um, as we move towards, you know, a Cosmos in integration, what the best ways to uh, launch that out would be. So um, I think that would be, you know, if you guys can start uh, making some noise in the Twitter, then uh, maybe I'll, I'll get a little bit more. Uh, we can get it quicker to action there. Absolutely. And uh, we'll work with you as well when, when your campaign goes live. Um, you know, our partners at Pime have been very, very supportive and helpful in uh, helping us blast out you know, details about projects and getting the word out to people about different campaigns. Uh, so I definitely recommend you checking them out. They're on uh, built on Polygon, but they just integrated Cosmos uh, when they started working with us. And they're, they're, uh, you know, they've been really helpful in terms of getting stuff out there for us. So we appreciate Pime and thank them for everything that they've done for us. And we'll, uh, it looks we have a question from Lukeman or Luckman. Luckman or Lukeman? How are you, sir? Are you Luckman or Lukeman? Are you with us? If you'd like to try and maybe leave and come back, or um, if you're not on a uh, on a telephone, or I'm sorry, on a mobile device rather, you won't be able to communicate with us. So just uh, keep that in mind. Um, uh, maybe we have some. Yeah, when are they going to fix that? Too, I feel like I've had you that. Think that I, yeah. Like I should be able to either use, you know, my computer. I was, I would, I would hope, but you can't even use a tablet. Yeah, I was gonna say or, or tablet. Like it's, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a little bit befuddling. You know, come on, Elon. <laughs> it predates his, but but you know, you colonize Mars, but you can't, you know, get a Twitter space on a desktop. Mm, yeah, well, I mean, he's getting he's getting some of the bots off Twitter. That's that's good, but um, yeah, um. Yeah, I mean, hey, for anybody interested, I just got an alert on my phone. You know, Joel Embiid dropped 47 points on the Nuggets today. That's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, if any basketball fans are in here, yeah. I'm on Jokic. I'm a Knicks fan, so uh, we are at odds again. We're at odds again. Yeah, man. I, you know what? I, I'm not – It's I don't have too much beef with Knicks fans. I, it's it's a sad – it's mainly – I have a brother-in-law who's a Knicks fan, and I'll, I'll like, you know, text him. I'll talk some mess, and then – He's just like, man, I like don't like I know. <laughs> I, I have two of the most depressing teams to to follow. It's the Cowboys and the Knicks. And it's just always they'll, uh, you know, if you're ever feeling celibate, they'll always, you know, what you. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, um, they won't disappoint. Well, they won't disappoint me. 
I was going to say they never disappoint. They definitely disappoint, but and they, and they miss and they miss points too. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, Luke, yeah. Lukeman or Luckman, are you here with us? Well, if you uh, would like to speak and you can get your um, your audio situated, we'll be uh, we're here we're here for you in the next couple of minutes. But we'll but we will be wrapping up the space in a few. So hopefully you can get your audio situation situated uh, in the near future so that you may ask your question. Um, but I guess we'll say a couple of parting words. And, you know, first off, thank you so much for, uh, for coming on and joining us today. We really appreciated having you. And send our best to um, Adam and the rest of the team. You know, we, um, we've been in conversations for quite some time. And since my starting here at Omniflix, I would say this has been the longest standing uh, conversation that I've had with any project. And it is nice to see. One thing I've learned in the Web3 space, sales cycles are very long, very lengthy, but mm -hmm. you, you got to build relationships. And you know, when you start talking to a project, it's not like, hey, we're going to drop everything and we're going to just go ahead and integrate what you want uh, us to integrate. We're, you know, it's, everything works on a timeline and the sales cycles are long. Everything is not instant gratification. So uh, we're very happy to, to finally have an opportunity to work with you guys because we think it's a great project and we're very excited to see you guys hopefully come into the cosmos soon. Yeah, man. I, I think, yeah, it's, it's been, uh, it's, it definitely needs, it requires some element of like, you know, there's the meeting is serendipitous and then it's just, you know, figuring out when everybody's on the right wavelength. Um, that is a good point. Like going back to your, like what can be an issue, I would say that's, it's not really an issue. It's just one of those things you have to kind of learn how to work through is, is getting your timelines aligned with everybody else. Um, well, especially, especially if you don't have a CRM that, you know, is able to help you with that because mm -hmm. uh, it's not easy to do biz dev in this space right now when most CRMs are set up with email automations and you got to pretty much do everything manually and track it manually. There's a couple of projects um that are popping up now with um you know with web3 focused crms yeah but yeah. we're still about a year away from that being something that's like a real uh full automation for people so uh definitely that is a thing that you got to stay on is following up with people and making sure that you keep good good uh good notes and things like that to make sure that you can you know maintain the conversation once you start it because if you go to a conference and you pick up you know 30 leads but you don't you don't keep up with any of them. Uh, what's the point of the conference? Exactly, especially. I mean, I know you were, you guys were hitting the the same tour as us. It seemed like last year, it got yeah. it was it was grueling for a little bit. But you know, so by the end, you want to exhale, but you know you got to get everything in order. So exactly. Are you going to be yeah. heading out to to Denver? Yeah. So we got Denver coming up uh, like end of February, and then after that, I think there's actually I think NFTLA is in March. Um, and then, uh, then going to be at uh consensus again. So that's the next kind of, uh, event cycle for us until, you know, again in the summer. Yeah. I think it's in March. Very interesting. We might have to check that one out, uh, for the media aspect. Um, might as well go out there and see what's going on. It was fun. It was fun to actually have like a, a home game last time, you know? Um, so that was, that was better, but, uh, yeah, it's you know, LA's got a great scene for it and um especially on the like I would say more uh marketing side, there's a lot of the people working out there on that. 
Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, where else can we uh, when, can we find Carrot across the U.S. this summer? Yeah, so those are the three. That's the three that's in, coming up right right now. Um, guys, what was that? Are you guys coming out to New York again? We'll probably be out in New York for Wednesday NFT NYC. Trying to I, remember. Either April or June, I forget. That's what, yeah, I thought, I think it might be April, which I'm not sure if we can get do it in April. Um, but, you know, we'll be out in NYC. I think I'll be over there a couple times as well. You know, we can meet up. But uh, then I would say, I don't I'm not sure. I think we might actually have an Asia trip this, this summer because um, everything's kind of opening back up um, over there. And we've been waiting for that for a little while. Well, hopefully uh, we'll see you in Istanbul as well. And uh, later this year, I guess maybe Q3 or early Q4, one or the other. And yeah, I see is April 12th to the 14th. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe I'll come through. I mean, I, I'm pretty much, you know, I bounce around. So um, it's uh, it's one of the, the advantages of this, you know, post-COVID, you know, slash Web3 world is you can uh, you can hit a lot of different places. So. One thing I'll recommend, and I don't like to plug other companies all the time on here, but I would recommend using Hopper for your travel needs because yes, yes, I'm a big fan of Hopper. Yeah, I've been on there. We did. I remember for one of the Miami trips last year, we had to, we had to, we were using it a lot because we had to get a couple extra people in, and then yeah, so it's been. Um, I've, I've used it. I haven't used it a bunch, but yeah, that, now that you've said it, I'm like, okay, you know, uh, make. Go on there every day, man, because they give you they give you like uh, thirteen or fifteen bucks a week for free if you just go on and claim your uh, money and it doesn't expire. So I think I've got like eighty dollars wow. on there just stored away for a nice free hotel room one day. Look at that! That's some great. That's some. Hey, you are doing some good marketing for. Them. <laughs> I know, but hey, it's beneficial to the, to everybody else. But now, if you need a hotel and you want to get an affordable hotel, yeah. Hey, yeah, you can't beat it. No, that's awesome. I'm I'm signing up right now. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, man. Well, it was great speaking to you, man. I guess Luckman is not able to uh, get his mic situation uh, resolved. But uh, if anybody else last minute wants to come up and ask a question uh, from Carrot Dow or of Carrot Dow, now is your time to shine uh, because otherwise we will be saying goodbye. And wishing you a farewell and a lovely, lovely evening from the great state of New Jersey. Uh, not, no, well, it's not that great, but, you know, uh, from New Jersey and from the D.C. area where, uh, where you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we very much enjoyed speaking with you guys today, and I hope we will see you guys soon. Yeah. Yep. Any last words? No, no. It's, we're all good here in the, the nation's capital. Mom, give it respect. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's great talking. I mean, I think we'll be talking very, very soon as well, you know, privately. But um, it's great to come in here, um, start to be able to, you know, get the get the good words out to some of your community. It's amazing. Love it. Appreciate it, man. Hopefully you'll be back soon. All right, brother. Have a good one. You too, man. Be safe. Everybody have a great night. Thank you. Or a great day, depending on where you are. And thank you for joining yeah. us. This has been In the Spotlight with Carrot Dow. Um, much love to you. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether that was in the spotlight with Carrot Dow, hosted by the Omniflix Network, recorded on Saturday, January 28th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening.
If you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org donate to show some support. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay, checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows, but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo. I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio. Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back. Doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack. Not everybody's always in it for the money. Looking like another crooked Sunday, and I'm working Monday. So you know I ain't stressing, left debating great methods. Amazed to play Inception, the base stay blessed. See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties, the sums of money that go to the record label per playback can seem insultingly small. Many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But, for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 Another day, another lesson, living in the eighth dimension, might be worth a little mention, living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel, reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal, just to make a motherfucker wish, Ah shit, now you only got two left, you know what I wish, we didn't have any loose ends, you know what I miss, listening to excuses, now we're on the fence, like we forgot how to choose, that's what happens when people don't know what's true In the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom In the lunchroom just trying to laugh it off Meanwhile foaming at the mouth like a rabid dog Like a fake mate and call at the zoo It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too I'm working on the new shit, trying to produce it It's what I'm willing to go through when I'm making my music Spaces.